Well, the, the message we have today, uh, especially chapter 2 of Second Samuel, marked the beginning of, of David's reign, uh, the demise of Saul, and now there are preparations to, to, to David taking over fully as the king of Israel. And uh, here we have an account of uh, uh, opposition that was like lingering, because what really Saul was doing uh, after he was rejected by God, he was refusing to, uh, to, to, to surrender and to repent, maybe to be restored to the, to the true kingship or to withdraw himself completely. But he pursued a wrong course that in his obedience that led him to his death to be killed by the Philistines. And now we could say that now this has opened the door for David to, to be crowned. And yet that is not what is going to happen soon. That is not what is going to happen soon. Even though David is going to be the king, but it's not happening right now. What is that saying to us? Because this may speak to us the fact that there might be blessings out there for us. And we may, they may look like it's going to be right now. I'm going just to get the blessing that the Lord has said. And yet that may de- delay it a little bit. And that the delayments requires a certain response. Because what we will see later on, David himself, he was not really pressing and pushing himself to, 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 uh, to be the king of the holy Israel. He was not going ahead of his Lord and, and God. And so, for us also, we can learn from this text that uh, uh, when God calls in and then he knows the plans he has for us. He knows the times he controls them. And he knows the time when he is going to really uh, reveal the whole picture altogether to us. I think in my experience, I have never met a Christian who had seen all the things that the Lord God is going, was, uh, has done for him, has seen them in advance before them. It's just they require faith. You walk by faith. And then little by little, you get into the things that God wants you to get into. And for God to make you into the very person that he would want you to be. And so all that he will require of us is to have a heart like heart of David. And we will see what will happen. But now let me uh, show uh, you or, or share with you the opposition that uh, uh, arose after the death of of. Uh, of uh, uh, of, of Saul, something to hinder David from getting into, into uh, a full uh, uh, leadership uh, over Israel. Now we are told in verse 8, Meanwhile, Abner, son of, of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, so also he's a, a relative of Saul, I think he's nephew. And so this man now had taken Ishbosheth, son of Saul, and brought him over to Mehnaim which means Jeshin, or two armies. That is the meaning of the word uh, Mehnaim. And that was where uh, 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 Jacob also fought uh, with, the, uh, with, the, with the angel of the Lord. So this is a form of opposition, isn't it? So this is what the enemy always will do. The, the enemy will always try to have a legal covering over the things that he is doing. Legal covering. 
because now Abner is a commander, so he got ambitions to be someone. Maybe he is fighting for his positions as a as the leader of the army. He, maybe he knows that uh, Joab, on the other hand, if they amalgamate or even they if they integrate all the armies, he might not be the first person. And for him to maintain his position, he had to bring the the the, the one who has the right to uh, to leadership, uh, the son of of of, of Saul, Ishbosheth. Ishbosheth himself, he had no ambitions to become the king over Israel, but because he is the legitimate heir of of the kingdom, Abner sought to bring him so that he can just use him. So that was what happened. And also we must say, Abner, he is not fully altogether a bad man. Just he is like us, ambition. Sometimes we can be real also uh, uh, tempted, real to fight for, for things ourselves. Because David will lament the death of this man later on. This man, he is an unusual man, Abner, uh, uh, son of Ner. He's, he's, he's a Israelite. He's a man under order. And he recognized that Saul was anointed uh, by, by God to, uh, to lead the people of Israel. And he fought the battles for the whole Israel. It was only Saul's sin that brought the whole people down. Because if Saul remained a faithful man to God, even all the people he led, he will lead them in the path of righteousness. Abner included himself. So David recognized this. David recognized that these are all God's people. They shall not perish like sinners. These are the people who have the laws, they have the word of God. And these are the descendants of the great men of God who came out from Israel. And that is why these people were promised their Messiah. They were promised Messiah. That they will be saved. These are people of God. And yet because there is sin, sin is relentless. He will not let go. But all that is required is for, uh, for, for it was for them to keep themselves in the Lord. In the fear of the Lord. That was what is, 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 is desired. That was what is needed. Uh, as it was needed then, it will always be like that. Uh, we as God's people, we will have, we need to be faithful uh, to, to God. And so this is what happened. So he, he brought this man and he made him a king over Gilad. And, and then he, he proclaimed him uh, to be the king. And so we are told that Ishbosheth, son of Saul, was 40 years old when he became king over Israel, and, the, and he reigned two years. I don't want to go into to calculations, because David reigned in Hebron for seven years, and he reigned there for, for two years. Maybe Abner, son of Ner, didn't just act after the demise of Saul. Maybe they waited for long, and David didn't impose himself. Maybe he, say, he, he stayed there for five, for five years in Hebron. And then after five years, maybe Abner met Ishbosheth the king and he ruled for two years. Because later on that is going to happen. Or, 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 or the other way would be after the death of, of, uh, of Saul, uh, they waited for a longer time uh, before they get into that. Or even they, he didn't become uh, a king, he didn't die after toward. Uh, after that, so we we is problematic uh, 
but nevertheless, we are told they reign differently. And uh, the, the main reason here that is mentioned that is just preparing us for how David, David is going to be the king over the whole Israel. So Abner, son of Ner, together with the men of Ishbosheth, uh, son of Saul, left Mehanaim and went to Gibeon. Verse 13. Job, son of Zariah and David's men, went out and met them at the pool of Gibeon. One group sat down on one side of the pool and one group on the other side. And, and here, what we see here is just like something we used to do when we were young people in, in South Sudan. We would just go out into the field as groups of young people. So some young people would come from another town and other young people from another town. And then we can't just fight all together like that. So you would just nominate few people here or one person from a camp and one person from the other camp. And when they fight and if uh, your, uh, your, one, the, the person fighting for you is defeated, and that's it. Maybe you, you nominate another person or you say, oh, enough is enough. So those things happen. I don't know why these people had to do that here. It's just, you see, just like when you, they are distracted. You see, they are so distracted. They didn't know what to do. So they thought like, this is, this is fun. But actually it's going to lead to a bitterness. It's going to lead to something really bigger than that. So that is why it's telling us, like, look, we need to be wise all the time. There are things that we can, even when they look like good or, or, or simple and, and uh, 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 devoid of any harms, but they can be really dangerous. So for these men, and then what happened, like, they started really to, 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 to fight. First of all was they were going to fight with their hands, like what in, in, in the primitive cultures, they, they, they had really their rules. When they agreed that we don't have to use weapons, mass weapons, and or weapons that are very sharp, maybe we wrestle and so forth, so you cannot avert to using other, other means. But things really went, went, went really off here, and things really went under, under control. And so what happens, many people have died. So in verse 17, we read that the battle that day was very fierce, and Abner and, and the men of Israel were defeated by David's men. Something that has started like young people to do that, like to, to wrestle, really, really uh, uh, flare into a war. And now the three sons of Azariah were there, Job, Ab, Job Abishai, and Ashel. These were brothers. Now Ashel was as fleet footed very fast as a wild gazelle. He chased Abner, turning neither to the right nor to the left as he pursued him. So he pursued this man. Now we see Abner here would say, Abner looked behind him and asked, is that you, Asael? So he knows him by name. This man, he has a potential to be a leader in Israel. And now he knows this guy and he said to him, he said to Abner, turn aside to the right or to the left. Turn on one of the young men and strip him of his weapon and maybe beat him up or something like that. But this man would not, would not listen, would not stop chasing Abner, son Abner. This commander, this warrior, just this man, he's trained so much. Again, Abner, again, the Bible says, again, Abner warns as, as if this man has been really 
justified has been real. The Bible is pressing the fact that this man has sought different avenues uh, not to kill this young man. Because he, and then he said the reason why he wouldn't want to do that uh, is stop chasing me. Why should I strike you down? How could I look to your brother Job in the face? Because Job is the leader of the, of the army on the other side. And, and as if the word of God is telling us something there that is not written here. That is just underneath there is saying that there is a possibility of the unification of the armies of Israel. And Abner could see that Job would be his partner in the process of unifying the army. But Asael refused to give up and then he died. This man had to kill him. Abner killed him. He fell there and died on the spot. And every man stopped when he came to that place. But Job and Abishai pursued Abner. And then they went after him. Again, Abner is saying this. And maybe the text is preparing us to what is going to happen in chapter 3. Isn't it? It's preparing what is happening. Because later on, Joab and his brothers will revenge over the death of their brother. Something David will lament so much and will reject and will hate so much. So the text here is just telling us that responding to oppositions always requires that we know that we have a God who is on the throne, who is in charge, who is to orchestrate the events himself. Something that is beyond human understanding, but is something only to be dis discerned by the Spirit. And so Abner called out to Job again, this man, must the sword devour forever. So I don't know why this man is, 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 is behaving like this. Even though in the first place there, he's, he had ambitions. And maybe some, somewhere there, he just is starting to realize that this is not the way for us. So again, he called out and he said, we cannot go on like that. Don't you realize that this will end in bitterness? We don't want bitterness in Israel. How long before you order your men? to stop pursuing their brothers. They are brothers, isn't it? They are brothers. And I think even in the language of the New Testament also, there shouldn't be strife among brothers. So we shouldn't have any issues among ourselves as God's people. And Abner is just revealing something of that here, saying even though this has taken place, these things should not go on. There should be a way out to, to resolve these disputes. And I think this is very important for us to, to recognize this. To recognize that we don't have to dwell on things that are very difficult, divisive things. We should seek ways to, to bring God's grace into the situations. And, this is, and, and God himself, that is God's heart. Because that is what he's going to do later on. Because God is doing something. Job answered, as surely as God lives, if you had not spoken, the men would have continued the pursuit of their brothers until morning. And so, so Job blew the trumpet and all the men came to hall. They no longer pursued Israel, nor did they fight anymore.
all that night. Abner and his men marched through the Arabah. They crossed the Jordan, continued throughout the whole uh, Bethron, and came to Mehnaim. Then Job returned from pursuing Abner and assembled all his men. So his heart was just like quietened by the Lord. But you know, we know that also. The roots of bitterness, if they are not healed completely, you can revert back. So this man is just like, he just did the right thing. Uh, he gave up as he looks like he's not going to revenge for his, for his brother. And yet again, the enemy just really pushed him. And that is what we were going to see in, in chapter 3. And so this, these verses really should teach us that. That even we, if, if, if God has promised us something and, and, and God is, is going to, uh, to, to finish his plans for us, so he, he, he cares, he knows. And, and that is what I, I read in that verse in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, that God who has begun a good work in us will bring it to completion. And, and the good work that Paul, Apostle Paul was speaking of was his partnership with the Philippians, their the partnership in the gospel. Uh, that uh, the work that God has re- laid on their hearts to partner with him in the gospel, God will bring into completion. And Christians also through history have, have taken this verse and applied it uh, over all things, that uh, everything that God has started in your life will bring it into completion. So this is how we are doing it. So uh, uh, David knew this. And, and so, so he, he was just... Uh, staying behind. He was not part of all that was happening, yeah, but he was just waiting there. But, but things are going to go wrong. But here we see that Abner, few times, he tried to bring reconciliation. And also we have seen in, in Joab the fact that he, 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 he deterred from pursuing this man. Again, the root of bitterness stayed with him. And so all of us, we are to be careful and learn not to, uh, to go back to the very thing that caused us harm. So because it is easy that we can remember things that brought us pain. But at times we might have been given grace to be healed and to forgive and to move on. And yet again, another time. So these things can come back again. So it's a continuous a battle to combat the sin and combat the evil one knowing that God has, has prepared better outcome for us, like King David himself. And so this text is, is really very important because great things are going to happen there. David is going to be crowned over whole Israel, but there are some oppositions and, and things that are really going to cause bitterness uh, is going to happen there. But King David himself, he, he will be used as a leader of God, as he will lament the death of Abner, son of Ner. And the whole Israel will see the fact that he didn't condone his death, and also he is a man of peace, is a, is a true anointing of God, to be the true king of Israel, to lead God's people further in their walk before God. And so this is what I thought to bring to us tonight, that we might learn something and take out something from, uh, from this text. And to, and, to, and to recognize that there will always be oppositions to the thing that God is, is, has planned for us. But we are not to lose heart. We are to press on and to have to maintain the right attitude. Because we see that David could have really condoned this. 
Abner son of Neri was the commander. He was the head, the leader of the army that pursued him over a long time, isn't it? He was on a run. And this man just didn't appear here. He was there, a commander in Saul's army. One of the men who really pursued David and gave him a hard time. You see, but David didn't hold that grudges against him. So David remained free from all these things. And we have seen that in how he responded to Saul over and over and over. Well, our God is the same. He's the same God we worship today. He's, he's waiting uh, for us to, to, to be faithful and to, to be strong and to be courageous and not to give in. Because they, it was easy for David to, uh, to, to give in and uh, for, for, for Joab and to, and to just like, because he's one of his commanders and he's a leading commander, but he didn't. He, he, he kept his, his, his heart from uh, these, uh, these problems. So God who began a good work in us, we are saved now and, and God didn't save us just to be crushed in the middle of the road. God has better plans for us and he is working them out. There might be mountains before us and hard things and difficult things uh, like these men who are fighting and hindering uh, David to, uh, to be crowned as the king of the whole Israel. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let us pray.